idea for all this really came from a dream? Yes, it did. Good evening and welcome to Nox Mente. Tonight's guest is the Black Stag Shaman. He's dark, he's mysterious, he's a shaman. The Black Stag Shaman. Welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Welcome aboard. I'm thrilled. Of course, I know who you are behind your shamanic mask. <laughs> um, and I'm super thrilled that you're with us tonight. I have been trying to get you on, you know, for a little while, and I'm glad that you have come to Knox Mente to dream big with us. Yeah, thank you. This is yeah, it's, it's uh this is my first kind of uh podcast doing this uh with this, you know, type of topic. So, it's pretty cool to be here. I'm really excited to see what we're going to get into tonight. It's going to be cool. Yes, the dream waters. <laughs> and we're really under it's small and underground for you, but this is cool. So, I uh, I also want to refer people to what you've got set up in um it's youtube land right you've got all your folky stuff going on under this title which is awesome uh the black stag is it what's your youtube channel yeah black stag shaman shaman and don't you have an instagram with that yes instagram as well yeah yeah it's cool i've been very much enjoying all the folkish stuff is you know, cool right Thank up you. my alley so cool that, great with that said, let's dive into And I'll you. put those links into the description before Thank the show's you. over. Sure. Great. So give us a little idea of the world you grew up in when you were small, like the earliest things you can recall. Uh, well, I grew up in a really small uh, area uh, of uh, rural Canada and uh, on the East Coast, actually. And... Uh, you know, we, there was, there was, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Uh, it, it was, it was a, it was a really mild, poor upbringing really, <laughs> but it was, um, it was, you know, there was a lot of love in the house and, um, uh, actually a lot of superstition as well. I mean, it, it, uh, my parents worried like about everything and, and, like with what I got into later in life, like with all this uh, spiritual, um, you know, uh, shamanism and all that, all that stuff. I mean, there was nothing like that growing up. I didn't grow up in a Catholic house, um, like a very strict Catholic or Christian house, but um, like I was Roman Catholic. I was raised Roman Catholic and, uh, um, you know, ended up, breaking away from that side and, and move more towards uh, paganism. Um, my, my kind of like my style of paganism. It's, I don't, I don't adhere to anything strict, uh, strictly right now, but um, I'm kind of all over the map, but uh, <laughs> growing up when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I was a, it's so strange too, because I was a really, really shy kid. Um, everything scared me. I was, I was always afraid of everything. And I think that kind of, that's why when I got a little bit older, I kind of started, and the internet came around, I started researching as much as I could um, just to, you know, to try to, uh, to ease those fears and, and to step step out of 
of that ignorance that I grew up in and, and try to become a little more enlightened and thankfully because it was a it was a different world and it was a it was just it was kind of a scary place and it just felt like everything was was an, like and it was kind of like a negative uh, although like I said I grew up in a, in a house of love it was it was uh, it was kind of a negative kind of a world that's you know that there was cults everywhere that were out to get me and <laughs> like it was a strange place it was a it was a strange little place but I'm, I'm really happy with where I am right now so. when you when you say cults do you mean like churches yeah, well yeah like back in the 80s I was born in 84 so mm-hmm. uh, like the 80s you know there seemed to be a lot of talk um, on TV and everything about cults coming up and um, uh, you know people joining cults and and either you know suicides and uh you know which well, well it's a satanic panic day Sat- so. exactly exactly yeah. satanic and, and all that stuff and um yeah so it was like that's the kind of that's the aura of of like my childhood it was like it was kind of it was really dark and and on that side and uh um yeah, no, I, I totally jumped, get it. That's that's the time I started playing D anD. d There you go. <laughs> to combat that evil. Mm. Yes, empower yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you? What was your relationship with the natural world? Of course, you know you're in Canada, and I I do mm. think unless you're in Montreal or something, I, I think all Canadians have such a healthy, or at least are have a relationship with big nature. Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, we, I live in a very, very small town. Um, so, you know, we were always outside doing things, but uh, like lived right next to the ocean. So um, was always at the beach doing stuff like that. But, um, you know, I was, I was a not too outdoorsy at the time. I mean, it's, I am now more so, but um I kind of like I went off a lot of intuition um in regards to spirituality. I mean like I I gravitated towards Christianity because that's where I grew up and that's kind of it's kind of the world I lived in but but I still used my intuition at a young age to um to kind of break out of it which is doesn't really make sense um to give you an example um i'm not sure if this is the this is the answer to the question you were asking but um like i i when i prayed at night i mean we were taught your prayers like the our father and holy Mm -hmm. mary hail mary and all that stuff and i said those prayers um but then after was to me is when the real prayer began those were just like things you had to say Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really mean a whole lot <laughs> and uh and afterwards i instinctively um like cre- uh, spoke to the creator i i used to i used to pray to the creator which is not something i was taught and that was something that i always think about that i'm like where did that come from because it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't something that was instilled in me it was just something that i kind of picked up myself and and uh and it's, it was kind of really the really beginning of of the of like 
the intuition, um, intuitive spiritual side of my life that really has taken on a whole nother level um, into immigrants, intuition and, and um, symbology and everything. It's, it's, it's been a it's been a really cool ride. <laughs> I say. like that you were able to push through uh, the really the the kind of indoctrination of organized religion and find your way to a personal connection with you know with the spiritual world around you and mm. and however that formed for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing and it's a natural thing that when left alone we all kind of we kind i think most people find find it we find our own voice and in that you know so when so when, when you say that how would your prayers look when you were you'd get past the the mundane churchy prayer that you yeah. had to say and then you would get into your interaction with creator or this deeper spiritual energy that you were tapping yep. into. Yeah, it was it was more um, after after those prayers. It was um, it was about uh, being thankful, um, you know, for what I had, even though I didn't have very much. Um, it was it was positive, you know. I was. Thankful for parents and um, my brothers and all that good stuff, as you would, as you normally would say. But uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was for protection. Uh, I always felt protected as a child, which is weird too because I was always so scared. But I f- always felt like I used to pray for. <laughs> I know it just sounds weird, but I used to pray for an orb of protection uh, to be around me all the time and, and it seems like it works <laughs> in many ways but um yeah did you was... have a visualization of that it's a, it's an interesting choice of things to pick as a child to pr- <laughs> I, it, no, I mean I, it it really is i i, I agree and looking back on it, it it just it felt it's one of those things like i said that's why i bring it back to intuition is it's because it was like it, it was it was kind of visual but it was like it was a spiritual just it's just what i felt i don't know it's 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 a it's hard it's really hard to put in the words because it's um um uh, because you know it's it's an internal thing that you know it's an internal prayer that you kind of saw and and spoke at the same time in your head so it was it's really hard to put in the words <laughs> sorry when so in this period so also just foundational stuff how many siblings did you have do you have uh two brothers so older three three boys oh and you were the youngest yeah and there were there were um like a lot older than me so um so you got some freedom yeah i did i did have a lot yeah i did have freedom um definitely had freedom um little bit too much freedom sometimes um i mean there was there was doesn't it always seem like the youngest gets the most freedom (laughs) yeah yeah oh that makes sense well i mean after the first two the parents are like yeah do whatever you want to do (laughs) (laughs) it's always Uh, like the worst on the oldest yeah yeah definitely and um you know 
yeah, like with parents being strict and stuff like that. But, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's not, it wasn't good in a lot of ways too. Cause I mean, I was exposed to a lot of things that I shouldn't have been exposed to as a child. I mean, in regards to like my older brothers being able to watch a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have been like, for example, I remember I was six years old or something and the exorcist being on, which I had nightmares for years about the exorcist. And, um, like there's a lot of scary movies and a lot of other things that I shouldn't have saw and, <laughs> and I wish I didn't see. But um, I, um, you know, these are things that, like I said, later in life that uh, is a part of all our journeys. I mean, we, we have we have to face uh, a lot of childhood stuff that, you know, uh, we have to look at where we came from and question our beliefs and look at our fears and why we believe what we believe and think what we think and question of that's um, if it's accurate and if it's right. And, um, and that's what I did. It was, like I said, I was lucky enough. Um, I mean, I've, I'm only, I'm, I'm in mid thirties right now. And I feel like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a journey, but I feel like I'm past the majority of like, of, of all the crap that I had to go through when I was young, you know, which is, which is the hard part, I think, for a lot of people, because a lot of people can't get past it, because you can't, a lot of people can't rationalize a lot of the things that they went through or, or you know, witnessed, and some people had good lives, I guess, and <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure how many people would say that, but not good lives, but I mean, like I said, I didn't have a good life, it's just, there was a lot of, um, a lot of things, like I said, I was I was a really nervous child, uh, child, really shy. So um, I mean, I I was I, I had a lot of fear over a lot of things, and and I had to work on that a lot when I got older. When so, what what are the things back then that made you such a nervous child, and what were I, some of the fear things you were having fears over? It was just it was just the way I was. I was just naturally withdrawn uh, uh, like I, I didn't like new people I didn't have a lot of friends um, and it was just I, I can't I can't explain why it's just the way I was as a kid and it could have stemmed back further to something else but I'm not aware that I'm not aware of but um, I don't know but um, psychologically I mean um, so you but, were uh, a weird kid yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, not weird, just any social more so than anything. Yeah. Um, not not the the guy who would have been out front uh, trying to make everyone laugh and all that stuff at school. Mm. <laughs> definitely yeah. not. Well, weirds are a tribe. I W Y R D. Yeah. <laughs> the weird kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Did you have like typical fears of things like um, the dark and under the bed, the closet, kind of those kinds of things? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, my my well, for example, well, for a good example is my brother had a Freddy Krueger poster on his wall, a bedroom behind his bedroom door, and that's the first thing I thought of when I went to bed at night. I just, <laughs> I just, you know. He, I was just petrified, but I mean, and you know, I had really strict parents too. So like they weren't the ones to, you know, if, if I was like crying cause I was scared, they're like, you're going to go to bed or <laughs> you're going to get a smack, you know, something like that. So, you know, I, I had no choice but to get over something, but um, 
yeah, I remember a lot of those nights holding the blanket up to my face because I was scared to see what was going to walk through the closet or walk through the door from under the bed. Mm. Did you have any, okay, so back there with all this, was there anything kind of supernatural going on? So obviously there's a there's a lot of stuff churning here and then Mm -hmm. with media and the stuff that's going on at the time and i mean this was when i think like all kinds of stuff was coming forward at that particular time that was just wild not just the satanic panic but then there Mm -hmm. was all this are we alone in the universe stuff and you know did did any of that inform some of this nervousness yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, there was just, just because of the time, I mean, there was just, and where I lived, there was just not a lot of information. There was a ton of ignorance about uh, so much stuff. I mean, uh, a lot of stories, a lot of, you know, like, it was kind of like folk stories and stuff about the area where I lived. And, you know, you'd overhear things of parents or you know, older brothers telling stories about somebody who got killed you know not far away or something like that and um like my my there's stories of my grand my grandmother um like she would tell stories about i don't know i don't know if you know of the term tokens have you ever heard of tokens uh uh, listen uh well a token i believe it's you can find this term online but it's a, a token would be like a token of death so a oh, door yes. slam, like a door slamming, yes. or yes. you know, hearing something out of the blue, like something that would that you. It's just a mis- mystery of why you heard it, or why it's there, or what you heard. Anyway, like there's t- stories of that, and like my my grandmother used to tell a, a story that um, uh, when she was young, she was she had to walk past a graveyard to get home, and and she one night. Um, there was a, a man on a horse <laughs> walked up uh, to pass her and he didn't have a head. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like these, these were the stories that I, we used to hear when we were young. And it was, like I said, being in a small area besides, it's like, it just, everything felt creepy in that world because you were, I was so small and, and very shy and um, to myself. So it just, it, the whole world felt like it was, <laughs> <laughs> it would get me somehow uh, oh yeah but. when people do, don't understand when we're talking small town eastern canada you mm. know i mean it's it's really remote i understand because i'm a northern person and mm. have had a lot of experience in in remote small town you know in places similar and they, they really are cut off so Oh, it was. Oh, I mean, we used to get music. Um, oh, I'm sorry about that. You're going to no hear problem. some beeps in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm in my van right now. Sorry. <laughs> it's still cold here. <laughs> like I turned it off. I'm like, I'm freezing. Oh, Canada. But, um, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we used to get we used to get pop music, like, geez, six months after everybody else. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was a strange little place we lived in. We used to get a lot of things a lot later and um, just, you know, really uh, secluded, not, not totally secluded, but 
secluded enough that you know you kind of felt disconnected from the rest of the world definitely how were your um so back here early in in this early setting what was your relationship with dreaming and the unseen world um no i do have one experience that that happened and this is not a dream but the experience that happened to me um when i was probably in grade two from my memory one or two i remember sitting i was in the front row of my class and um and i felt all of a sudden this this rush of energy um of like euphoric energy uh come over me and it was it was strange i i remember it to this day and and it never happened to that extent afterwards it did happen like every now and then but it was never to that extent and it felt like it was like you it was in euphoria it was it was the oddest thing and the oddest place to happen i just i never under i really ne never understood it but i kind of felt like like i was special that's the that's the the feeling that came out of it it was like it it was like you know, it was almost like somebody, like an like a, an angel, putting its arms around me, saying, "You know, you're, you're gonna be okay." You know, it's mm -hmm. like it, it was really strange. Um, and I, after that, actually, I, I became a little more religious as a child, if that makes sense. But, you, you um, were twelve but, when that happened. No, I was in grade like grade one or or grade two. So that was probably, uh, I was probably what seven or eight no probably six or seven when that happened and that made you uh more religious uh yeah i mean i just know like more spiritual i mean i think that it was kind of like a gateway to a little bit more spirituality um and i didn't know which way to take it so i think and again that i think that might be might have been around the same time that i started praying the way i did um mm. so it's probably connected um i just never put that together before until now actually um but uh, <laughs> but um yeah welcome so, to noximante yeah there you go <laughs> 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 oh, too funny but um but yeah that was that was a really it was it had an impact on me and um um let me see from from dreams um there was nothing that that I can remember, like one dream that I had, but it wasn't really anything that it was more of a of a of a frightful, like a, a fear, fearful dream that I had. It was it was nothing, uh, you know, that felt like there was anything special. It just it was just a dream that I always remembered that was kind of odd. That, uh, but it was, yeah, that that was mainly. You know, that was the main spiritual event that happened was probably in, the, in that class that time. And again, like I never did see anything. I always wanted to see something. I always was, I was always interested in um, like ghosts and, and like I said, it was part of my upbringing, but ghosts and um, um, anybody who was psychic or uh, 
you know, psychological, like that um, spirituality, um, that that world. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked. I, I was I was drawn to it. It's probably because I'm a Scorpio, but um. <laughs> oh yes, we get that out of the way. Absolutely, mm. Scorpios love art. You know, Scorpios swim in those waters. <laughs> what about this this dream you were you're kind of alluding to that was a darker dream? Of the yeah, it was it was a it was an odd dream. Um, I can I was it was a dream. Uh, I can I'll just go into uh, I'll just it, it won't make sense to anybody, but it, it'll it'll tell you what it is anyway um i was basically in bed this was my dream and i wanted to uh well i was i was afraid because there was there were two arms uh reaching out from underneath my dresser and they were striped so they were green and red striped arms (laughs) um and this whatever this thing was was speaking to me and, and I don't know what it was saying, but it was speaking and it's hand, you know, when you, you talk with your hands, you know, have you ever seen anyone speak? Gesticulation, yeah. it's called. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an yeah, Italian exactly. thing. It's Italian. <laughs> exactly. So that's what it was doing. That's what it was doing. It was, I couldn't see a face. I couldn't see anything else. It was just two arms from underneath. And I was like, I was, I was like very, I was probably only like six or seven when that happened. So, um, maybe younger so i always remember that dream i was i was i was afraid and i wanted to wake up or i wanted to to get call from my my mom but i was just too afraid so it was i was just always a dream that and and this whatever this thing was is like it it didn't feel like it was going to come out and kill me or anything it was just it was it was just there and it was just i I guess it was just kind of freaky it was (laughs) it's just strange the strange thing to happen but that was a dream that that i always kind of remembered and i thought it was odd it, was, it is an odd dream and i'm not really sure what it meant but to this day <laughs> it's it is interesting but i have i have um it's not like it's singular and with what you've said also it kind of fits in when when you were I think it definitely fits into the person you're telling us, you know, that you remember being Mm. when, so when you were young, also, what was, what you can remember, but now you can move forward, you know, in time, Mm -hmm. uh, what the dream scape looked like for you. And, uh, what I mean by that is the particulars, you know, black and white, we sensate, smell, touch, all that stuff. Mm. Uh, no, there was, there was no, uh, that I can remember, there was no smell. Um, I, or any sensation I can, uh, there was color because I remember it was a brown. It's so strange because I, I only remember this dresser that we had from this dream. So like outside of that, like I remember, I remember, well, no, I, I, if that makes sense, what I mean is like, we had this dresser, this, this was a real dresser in my bedroom. Uh, I remember my parents, I guess would have been out say in the kitchen area. I didn't, we didn't live in an over, overly, you know, big house. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty small, uh, two bedroom house, but the, you know, probably 
the length of the hall was only like probably 15 feet to the kitchen so it wasn't very big um so i remember they would have been out like in that area uh, in the kitchen area and this was happening in my room and i was alone uh we had bunk beds so i was on the bottom bunk and uh, this was happening while i was in my room so yeah there's there was uh there was no um it was, like i said this is it's such a it's just an odd dream to to remember but it always it was always one that i never forgot <laughs> which is strange because it doesn't seem to have much of a it was a kid i was a kid i mean it's just it could have been from anything i'm not really sure but it didn't seem to have much of a meaning uh to this day like it, i don't look back on it and say yeah that's what that meant um because it, it was probably just a manifestation of of my my fear of that unknown you know that bump in the night kind of a thing that you don't know what it is and uh it's it's it was pretty much a manifestation of my fear i i that i was feeling as a kid and there was a, there was a fair amount of it but yeah that well that would yeah. make sense was there also just kind of in this earlier period were there cryptids in you know did your grandmother or mm. people talk about cryptids up there like big was um, there Bigfoot, you know mm, those kinds of things no 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 we did we didn't have no there was no talk of cryptids here um not, not where i lived i don't know it's uh, funny when that. i think of the bigfoot too it seems like it came on for me into my consciousness later Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, then it, as we know, the stories have been around a very long time, but I just wasn't aware of them until, you know, later. And so, yeah. but, the, you know, Canada's known for Bigfoots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not so much in, in, on the East Coast uh, of Canada. Uh, Ontario, there's, I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in Ontario of Bigfoot and, uh there's even uh even some sea like creatures and different lakes lake creatures i guess uh that, that mm. i've heard of uh, uh, uh i think one's uh i think his name is ogopogo or something like that it's, See, it's the, very close it's, to that but it's the, like Nessie. the lake stuff interests yeah. me more than like the land stuff mm. i have such a a weird fear of the deep water especially dark water mm -hmm and i i just it's so hard to get me in it i mean that's why i was the best skier around <laughs> because i didn't want to let go yeah i didn't want to be dangling there in the water there always yeah. feels and those cold northern waters too there's just mm, oh my definitely. god yeah. yeah no i mean there's there's so much undiscovered in in you know, underwater I mean, there's there could be things there that we, we don't know of i definitely believe that there's you know things under there that they they keep their distance from us and and but they're there you know people see them every now and then but um that's it's, it's in very i love that topic it's a very interesting topic yeah oh yeah it's juicy and the further into it we get the more and the more exposure it gets the less uh 
Well, the, the, you know, the more exposure we get, the more these stories surface, the more the folkloric stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. And then the more evidence and stuff that happens, one could say, you know, we're feeding it. And so it's like an agrigore or an agrigore. Mm. Yep. Uh, but uh, I don't know where it is. So back on, winding back to the dreams, so what's your relationship with, the dream world now has the landscape changed oh big time yeah give me an example give us an example of how you dream now well because um i mean like those uh, i had a lot of um nightmares for a long time about (laughs) movies uh things that i watched when i was a kid uh young kid like uh freddy krueger was another one uh uh and uh and the exorcist so those were like two main things but once i got older um much older actually because these happened probably to my late 20s i still had nightmares um but what happened was once i learned uh once i took control of my life um and started to face the fears that i had um uh, of of a lot of different things not just of 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 my dreams but um uh, you know and started to i broke out and um i mean i what i do uh for a living is i'm a i'm a, a singer songwriter and um i actually you know again coming from a very small town being a very shy kid to you know, to breaking out on, uh, on stage and, and to be able to, to do that. I mean, it was, it was a big step for me. It took a lot of, of time and, uh, uh, but, it, but I eventually got there and I actually have a, in Canada, I have a pretty su- successful career as a, as a uh, singer songwriter. Uh, I mean, I have the, I've been doing it full time for the last seven years. So, um, I mean, I think that, just controlling you know taking control of that part of my life um and learning what i've learned uh, just going into um you know because of the internet now i mean just to to be able to uh because at the time i mean i didn't get the internet till i was probably you know 21 or something like that <laughs> so oh, wow uh, yeah i was late so i mean uh once i started to actually dive into all this stuff and to figure it out and to understand you know the fears that i had and and what was causing different things for me to to, to act certain ways in my life and um and again with the music to to because music is very therapeutic uh, as you know so um i mean music i think had a huge impact on on the spiritual side of me um it just opened up the creative gates uh to to just allow the energy to flow uh which very was it was stagnant for a long time in my body and and i just had to that was a really great way I, i started playing guitar and singing when i was 14 so um once once i found that i mean that that seems it seemed to um to to open up a a whole new world of uh of you know creativity and and energies and uh spirituality i think 
that eventually led me to where I am today. And I say there was a while uh, there was uh, <laughs> I used to call myself the dream master for a while <laughs> because um, nice. I, I, I did notice that in dreams as this progressed, I mean, these things don't happen all at once as uh, as you know, like uh, over time, I once I I started having because uh, I used to have a lot of nightmares. But once I had a nightmare, I could either wake myself up out of the nightmare really easily, or I can turn. I wasn't technically lucid, but I can. I, I would switch it on in the dream that I would turn uh, whatever was happening negative. I would I would I would become in control, and I would be able to take control of whatever situation I was in and and come out of that dream feeling like I was uh, the, the, no fear. Like I felt like I was, I was the one in control in the dream when at the beginning of the dream, it felt like, you know, the, the old regular old um, fear filled, whatever a nightmare. So it would have been like, again, say if it was like the exorcist sitting there staring at you, which is jarring enough because that movie mm -hmm. was friggin' creepy as hell. Oh yeah. It still holds so, up I mean, as creepy. <laughs> oh my God. So scary. So, I mean, um, so like something like that, I, I was able to, uh, you know, gain control over in my dream. Uh, anything that was like coming up against me, I, I can overpower, which, you know, took a while, but um, finally, you know, the the nightmares went away after that, and I've I've rarely had a nightmare since. Very strange. Do you, so, and that is a very significant connecting factor. There is that when you were able to move into the dream landscape and at first experience you know this out of control this kind of the fear stuff and then turn that around mm -hmm. uh how this reflected into your outer world 100 percent. yeah definitely yeah. that's a, it's significant and, and and you don't have to be lucid to do this this stuff can work completely on its own without mm -hmm. really much else it's a almost it's a well-oiled engine really yeah and i think it works both ways it's like it it's it's the power you feel like you're striving for in your physical life in your day-to-day -day, your you know how you how empowered you feel from day to day reflects on your dreams and vice versa you know if, if that makes sense uh, and I felt like as time was going on, I, I, f I felt so much more confident um, in, in all aspects of life um, that it was reflecting on my dreams. And I didn't feel like, um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't feel without power anymore. I felt empowered. So I was, I was empowered to take control. and and surprisingly um i mean to where i am right now in my life i i it, it's shocking uh it's night and day for me to look at it uh from where i was um to where i am now and the things that i've manifested in my life are, are just crazy and i think that's another side because it's not totally to do with dreams i think that's another aspect of life that has to do um you know with the spiritual the magic side of life that that is there and we all can tap into if we if we actually look 
you know, look into it and want to do it, but not everybody wants to, to look at that side of life and just, you know, but I, I, I've loved that side and magic is a huge part of my life uh, now. And it's, it's an, it's a natural magic. It's, it's not like, you know, hocus pocus kind of a stuff. It's, um, or Wicca in a way. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't assign, I don't assign to any, you know, set path, path or, uh, or anything like that. I just, I kind of take the best of, of, uh, of every, uh, different angle of magic and, and kind of make it work for me. And, uh, I mean, I, I've been doing it for quite some time and, um, I feel very good about it. Feel feel confident. Yeah, you. Uh, I I like where you come from a lot, which is why I wanted you on anyway. You've got a very. It's a very um, natural spiritual connection to the earth, mm. and um, and wherever that ta- wherever that takes one, you know, into higher dimensions yeah. of that, and it, with a really wonderful folkish. Uh, aspect coming from small town, you know, small northern Canadian town that really instills a lot of good old timey folkish stuff, mm. and uh, which is just my favorite thing. I love it. It's like we have a lot of that in Appalachia here. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that that we mm-hmm. w- people here can relate to, and. Uh, so I love that. Where in your so in your dream world also, how has that informed besides the shift that happened with these nightmares when you started mm-hmm. to get control of of all that 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 sprung into having more confidence in the outer world, mm. which gets you to where you are now, which is you know you are you are doing well. Uh, how has that informed the muse in you? How does the dream realm and your dream world with your spiritual connection to the dream world inform the muse from which you, as an artist in the world, uh, take take inspiration from? Mm. Well, when I was, let me see, uh, in 2012, uh, I started journaling every day uh not every day but the dreams um that were that felt important i'd write them down um and i think that somehow um there's there's a creativity you know that comes from a a subconscious kind of a, a place and you know, to, to look at that and to focus on, on dreams and, you know, it's so crazy because sometimes when you look at a dream, um, you know, how many people remember the dreams like that happened in 10 years ago, (laughs) not too many people, unless, you know, I, where I write it down, I, when I, as soon as I read the dream that I, that I had, I, I, I remember it. And I think, there's something in that that brings uh, a certain creativity that allows allows the the past and the present to sort of exist 
at the same time. It's like it's it's because it's not it's not a physical it's not the physical world. It's your uh, it's it's totally a, a you know it's a metaphys definitely metaphysical. So it's it's in a different place and it's dream the dream world is is totally different uh, than obviously than the physical world. But uh, I think there's there's a lot to be learned in that and it's hard to put your finger on. Uh, it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly how that helped me to create uh because like i i can't say that i write from dreams uh or anything like that because that's not what i do but dreams are a reflection of my daily life so whatever happens um on any given day um you know dreams are that's what dreams do i mean they they they're a subconscious uh, answer to any questions you have that you don't even know you have sometimes it's it's dreams are a really strange world and uh, if I can just make a segue um, it's symbolism I mean symbolism is huge in dreams um, and in my life symbolism is huge I mean in in even as a singer songwriter I mean using symbolism um, to write is you know, that's one of the main things you do uh, it's it's a lot of fun to do uh, to use symbolism in your writing but um, in today in my day-to-day -day, um, symbols are, are a huge part of of my mat my like my magical life uh, uh, you know I see things all the time that a, one like a person would probably just overlook um, and for example I don't know just give an example uh, and it's a simple one that people use all the time is repeating numbers so um, you know like 33 30, <laughs> well, <laughs> 33 yeah or like 11 11 or something like that I mean like like things like that I mean it's um, I think that's one key if I can if I can make anybody listening to this right now walk away with anything is is that symbolism is all around us and if you can tap into it that can actually open doors to places that you need to go in your life i mean it's i think like oh i can't i'm sorry i'm <laughs> there's there's just so much in my head that wants to come out and I don't, I don't know which way to go with it. <laughs> we're we're trying to, yours. <laughs> I don't know, we're talking about like, we're talking about with dreams, but like it's, it's um, dreams are, dreams are an important part, but it's like, there's, 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 it's all connected. So it's, it's hard to just focus on dreams because to me, from my experience, the dreams are the reflection of, of um of what happens in my daily life but but there's also dreams that i i don't I have no idea what, what you know what the symbolism is between them and that's another thing if i can go back to symbolism is the um uh, symbolism in dreams aren't, isn't the same for everybody so i, I it depends on on what the dream is depends how you felt whatever whatever the dream was like 
I dreamt about bears uh, so much lately. I have no idea why, but I've been dreaming about bears a lot. And uh, and it's not something that I see every day. It's not something, you know, that's the thing. Like if you see something every day, if I, if, if I work with bears and I dream about a bear, there's nothing weird about that, you know? <laughs> so, but if you, if you, uh, if you never see bears, if you didn't watch a movie about bears uh, before you went to bed or a few days before, and you and you have multiple nights of dream, you know, of dreams about bears, I mean, that must mean something, right? So, um, if so, in in regards to that symbolism, there's two types for me in dreams, and that's um, that would be symbolism of certain things that i'm sorry I'm, i get spaced out sometimes and i lose my my, my train <laughs> um hopefully you guys i'm totally bear, following can, you can you, bear you. with me for a second yeah, yeah you're totally fine it's great <laughs> oh, don't okay, even okay, think okay, it, don't worry about it <laughs> but the uh yes yeah, so there there are symbols and dreams that that happen um that you see that you're familiar with so if you have a dog and you love your dog and you dream about a dog, you will feel fine about a dog. And, and, and there's nothing to really look into that about, in my opinion. Um, but if you dream about a rat and you hate rats, you know, you, that, that symbolism, it's like, why would you be dreaming about that? So you can, you can look into symbols and dreams. Um, you can look them up online. A lot of people do that. You can, you know, dream journal, uh, dream uh, dictionaries and stuff like that. But I mean, there's, it's like astrology. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I can't say astrology is different for every person, but it's, it's so, you know, personal astrology. So like, I can't tell you cause I'm a Scorpio. Uh, that's my sun sign. But I mean, there's just so much more in your, in, in your astrology report that, uh, that defines you so you can't I can't say you saw a rat in your dream so there's somebody in your life that uh, that's out to get you so be careful because that's not the case I mean it's going to be different for everybody so uh, because I might I mean you may love rats so you know you you say oh I, I would love to have a pet rat so you don't feel the same way and that's one thing about dreams is emotion uh, you have to when you the way you feel about a dream and you come out of it is you know it's that's a big part of it that's that's half of the symbolism in your dream is is how you feel so um it, dreams are very complicated <laughs> and i'm not a professional in explaining dreams but to me like these are just little things that i've picked up um uh, that seem to work for me uh so so you know, it, it could possibly work for other people. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of symbolism in my day to day. So symbolism uh, is all around us. And um, uh, it's, it's, I just see it all the time. But I mean, a lot of people won't don't see it because it, it some of the symbolism that you see um, from your day to day, it just it's 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 hard to put it all together unless you write it down and you can go back and you can read your dreams. So like, um, that's one of the things that I do is like I said, I, I journal. Um, I think everybody should have a dream journal and it does 
sometimes dreams are prophetic so you you know it does happen every now and then um uh, like i've i had a dream um before my wife got pregnant with my third child that we had a like a large baby girl and um it, we found out not too much not too long after um i had that dream that my wife was pregnant and she actually did have a baby girl and she's our biggest of our of our children she's the biggest she's the biggest one <laughs> so i mean like dreams are dreams are just really complicated and i'm gonna let you talk now because i've been rambling That's on so, for the last yeah. oh no i like to let people we let people talk here so the, there, you, there's a lot here to unpack uh, mm. first before we get into like the premonition stuff i love i love the dream with having the dream about your daughter before you had her and we'll come to that later <laughs> but when when you were talking about the the significance of things of the symbols that stick out so it's not uncommon for you to dream of bears where you are especially and so something that's more uncommon deserves your attention to look further in and see mm -hmm. what is what's the meaning there and why has this symbol that would not be in your normal uh experience yeah, your day-to-day -day. right uh, yeah. pop up and when when this happens for you what is there a theme there do they usually do they follow some sort of fear or anxiety do they take you on a journey that may lead into something say uh in in the storytelling of your life like in a mm. song uh you know do you, when you follow these unusual symbols where have they generally taken you oh there's well, just in general there's many rabbit know. holes i mean you yes. can you can i find i find they um have you watched the movie uh, it's a youtube a series hellier have you watched that yet? <laughs> of course yes, we have we we love them they uh we've had uh, greg on our show in fact yes oh well there you go yeah and there were fans so, of course well that whole synchronicity you know f following going down the rabbit hole on topics and when i watched the, that show that series i was like hundred percent i mean like the things that they're that that kept happening and that the synchronicities that just keep coming up i think there's a there's a code in life that everybody has it's it's the part of like all of all of life has this code and i think anybody can if you look in into it enough you can pick up on the code in your own life and and really decode a lot of 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 yourself and you know what's happening where you're going where i it feels like it's almost like you're in the matrix and and it it's trying to tell you exactly what to do or your destiny or why you're here but it, it can only speak to you in symbols they they can't just come out and talk to you that's what to me that's that's the 
that's how I see symbolism in life. It's like, it's the spirit world speaking to you. Symbols are, yes, that, that's how I, that's how I, I see. Yeah. Well, the universe doesn't speak English. No, exactly. It's, there's no, and I, I mean, there's, that's been known for a lot of culture throughout history. I mean, Egypt, I mean, symbolism was huge in Egypt and, as, as far as you go back, uh, I mean, symbolism is, is massive. And uh, um, I mean, the Freemasons, for example, I mean, they, symbolism is huge. I think that's, I think that's, actually, I am a Freemason. I don't know if you, oh, if you knew that, but. Excellent. What degree? Yeah, what degree yeah. are you? I'm a 32, uh, 32nd degree Master Mason. Oh, excellent. And, Scottish, right? Yeah, Scottish right. How has that influenced or helped your career? <laughs> Ashley has not helped my career. <laughs> oh yeah, I imagine these days, especially. No, yeah. it's not. It's not near as as big as it used to be um, in regards to you know what can I do for you and stuff like that. But um, it used to be a lot bigger. Uh, uh, Freemasonry is is really a, a fraternal organization right now, and and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it we don't we don't, yeah we don't have any problem with it at all. No, I yeah, come I mean from it, a long line of <laughs> Freemasons. Okay, yeah, well, there's I mean there's a big stigma on Freemasonry and on and how they control the world and you know they're Satan worshippers and there's a lot of. You know, disinformation conspiracy out there disinformation and that's actually one of the main reasons why i joined um is i uh one of those things of well well why not join to learn you want to know what's there yeah <laughs> i wanted to know because yeah. i have no fear like i said i don't i don't uh fear you know runs rampant in christianity and and um and uh you know the, the church just makes so many people afraid of things and they just you know if it's not of god if it's not of the church then it must be of the devil and it's very um it's it's a it's a not a healthy way <laughs> to uh to to live your life I but mean, it's in a lot of ways freemasonry yeah. is just an extension of or an overlay onto the church the christianity uh yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, Christian Christian um, like factions of the of the church, but mm -hmm. you don't have to be of uh, of Freemasonry, but you don't have to be a, uh, a Christian to join any right. of any faith. You still have to um, believe in a higher power, though. Yes, exactly. Architect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, you know, really, in the end, the majority of Freemasons it's a it's a fraternal order where they help. There's an outreach as part of it, which we see with the Shriners and, mm -hmm. and helping people and helping each other. And so there's this aspect that really does happen in the world. Uh, and, and a lot of people, that's where it ends and begins. Of course, there are deeper layers and also higher and other layers but that's mm. they do a lot of good and they've always done a lot of good and it, it's it's always such a service to let the few you know to to associate the few with the whole although association is a big deal 
And this comes into the idea of, uh, well, I wanted to get into this lucidity in your dreams. And mm. because the idea of architecture, and one of the reasons why I ask about dream architecture is part of the symbolic foundation of mm -hmm. reality that we work with, whether we're talking in a dream realm or in this day to day, as you say. Mm -hmm. uh, so within the dream realm, have you experienced a lot of lucidity or um, even out of body experiences? Uh, as much as I'd like to say yes, because <laughs> that's honestly uh, something that I've looked into a lot. And uh, I mean, I've read Robert Monroe's books and I mean, there's lucid dreaming is something I've always wanted to do. And I just never uh, have never been able to do it. You know, not uh, not I'm, yet is a perfectly acceptable <laughs> example. And, you know, yeah, answer exactly. to that. Yeah, not yet. But um, um, it's so strange because my I remember when I was young, my brother told me he had a dream where he was um, over his body and seeing his body in his in his bed. And um, <laughs> and he's not like me at all. Like he 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 wouldn't you know, he's not spiritual and, and, and you know, he's not into this world. Uh, of, of metaphysics and all that stuff and and I'm like yeah of course he would have the lucid dream and, and <laughs> you know he didn't even try he just it just happened but yeah no I I, um, uh, I never had anything like that before uh, unfortunately but I am I'm I'm, uh, I'm striving that's one of my goals I want to have a lucid uh, I, I've had like dream I've, I have had dreams that you know you seem like oh I'm dreaming you know, like you've, you've, I've had dreams like that before, but it wasn't, it was, was never like I, with the intent of going to sleep to have a dream that I can do whatever I want in my dreams or to have out of body experiences or something like that. Um, and they, and that hasn't happened for a long time. Like I remember it probably happened when I was a teenager a couple of times, but it wasn't nothing um, uh, that was, in, uh, I had no intent that to happen and i kind of didn't really know what was happening when it happened so um but yeah those are, are definitely on my bucket list <laughs> do you have you had okay so i just want to get this out of the way have you had any near-death experiences in your life i haven't had any near-death experiences but i when i was like that i can remember <laughs> because the reason why i say that is when i was a baby um just after i was born um i i still had amniotic fluid on my lungs and i i was blue like i, I had lack of oxygen so i don't know what happened uh with that all i know is the story was told to me that my dad found me that way and the doctors came took me away and and that was that so i don't know if you know if if that could have open the doorway somehow to oh, yeah that's the interesting did the right? priest perform last rites or anything on you i not not that i recall i'm not sure do you happen to know what your I blood wasn't told do you happen to know what your blood type is that's a b positive positive okay yep 
So I, I want to get back to the dreaming true and stuff. So you had this dream with, you, you were going to have a big baby girl and, and you mm. did end up having a yeah. baby yeah. girl. Yeah. So, and, and this is the stuff that really is my bread and butter, so to speak, with, mm. uh, with tying this together even more so than the lucid stuff, because it is a form of lucidity in the way that you're attached to uh, a timeline where you can, where you see how it plays out enough to pull back information that appears to be ahead of you. And mm -hmm. so, you know, those stories are fantastic and this is fantastic. So you, you must not have even been surprised when you had a, a baby girl and that she ended up being the biggest as well <laughs> yeah yeah because my first uh two kids were really petite and then um and then when she was born like she was you could tell like she, <laughs> she she's you know she's more big boned and so it was really uh it's really uh interesting but i mean it's it's cool because i look back through my dream journal sometimes and i'm and my wife she's not a she's not a like into stuff like I am so like uh after all these years she's <laughs> she have told so many things to her that she believes now she doesn't like she doesn't research it or she doesn't she's she's not that interested into it but like she believes now because of the things that I've told her but like that's one of the things like I can't it's hard to believe when you go back and you read it it's like what like that's unbelievable because it was even before it was even before we found out she was pregnant, right? So it's uh, it, it was it was it was bizarre, and it, and it wasn't like it wasn't like a year and a half or two years before, <laughs> you know. It was like it was like months, like probably a couple of months before we, she found out she was pregnant. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, yeah. So Did, um, have you had other experiences that were um, you know, it, the focus term is dreaming true. But the, the premonitions mm. and dreams are coming forth with stuff that played out later, even years later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there was uh, one dream. I don't I don't need to go into the details of the dream, but the the weird thing about the dream is that I thought it meant one thing. So I thought it meant that I to tell you what what I thought it meant it was that I thought I was gonna go like to Nashville and I was going to take off and I was going to be the next big thing. But what it actually meant was not the, not that it was meant the opposite, but it, it just, it played out differently than what the dream was telling me. And it's, it's so strange because after I had the dream, I was like, oh, but dude, that's what that means. But it, it's, that's not how dreams work all the time. <laughs> Isn't that? I think that's interesting. That you may think you know what a dream means by, 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 um, you know, just trying to figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't. That's not the case. A dream. Right. A, a dream. Dream can be completely different than what you think it is, and uh, and you only know later on by looking back at it if you if you have it written down and and you can remember it. So it's the, the only way to know if a dream is prophetic is if, if you have, uh, you know, the insight to, to write it down and, and to, to you, that's the one thing you could do. You could learn and, you know, 
you can you learn a lot about yourself and where you're going where you came from what you were thinking at the time it's 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 a different world i mean once you start once you start taking your dreams seriously a lot of people don't take them seriously um right so uh, uh they just think it's something that happens every night and it's no big deal uh, oh yeah there's but there are a lot there are a lot of people that do and i have personally loved the stories that dolly parton tells about her dreams and the songs mm. come forth from um but she's old school you know she's Appalachia. yeah she's she's appalachian yeah <laughs> yeah i mean she's mm. old school with the folk all the folkish stuff and uh and they they had a big still you know play a big part in her mm -hmm. life and so it, it it's a matter of being open i think that it's uh it's interesting to see so have you so in this vein also with uh with stuff going on in the dream world have you had experiences with loved ones that have passed on were you able to see someone that passed on before they passed on or or shortly after no. or later no but i i've now that you just asked that i remembered um really powerful dream um <laughs> my father well, passed you may away shay. oh your, uh, fa your father yeah. passed away yeah he passed away oh geez probably um i think it's six years now but um um this wasn't actually that long ago and um it, it was just to explain the dream um just for your audience to give you an idea and for you <laughs> um, I was singing a song and my father was there and he had a smile on his face and he um he started to sing along with the song and at the end of the song it was like it was it was nice it was like a it was a nice song it was it was just like a like a I don't know it was just a, a nice melody uh calm loving song and and he was singing along with me at the end of the song and he hugged me and um and he was singing along with me <laughs> at the end of the there was no music or anything it was just it was just like we were just hanging out and and we were just having a bit of fun he was smiling and and i and even now when i think about it it's <laughs> it's and try and talk about it it's a uh, it's emotional and uh and it's it's honestly one of the and I woke up obviously I was crying and it was uh, uh, it, it just felt really real <laughs> the the emotion in this dream felt really really real and that doesn't happen to me very often I I know I'm in touch with that side but um, for my dad like I'm with for me me and death how I see death is it's it's a it's um it's something to be celebrated just as much as, as, you know, as anything, uh, because you celebrate their life. And, uh, I don't see death as being a real negative thing. It's a transition. It's a, I look forward to the day when I pass on to, to see what's in the next world. And, and you know, it happens to everybody. Oh, so yeah. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. So death is not a, it's not a scary place for me. I, I, 
it, it, you know, that's where I live. <laughs> so, um, so like for this, this was just, this, was, this dream was just so powerful. And, and again, it, it was, was probably, it was probably only like eight months ago. And, and it's, it's, I don't, I don't hang on to my father's death or, you know, I don't think about him all the time. And I mean, I love my dad, but I mean, you know, we had our issues too. And, uh, I mean, it's, we were close, but not so close. Like we weren't that close. So, um, so like to dream this, it felt, it felt real. It felt, it felt really real as if he was here. Um, and, and, and that was a, that was a special dream, a very special dream. And was that uh, the first one you've had of him since he passed all those years ago? It wasn't, no, it wasn't the first, um, it wasn't the first, but it, uh, no, I, I had a dream of him after, but, but not like, not like that. I mean, it was, it was more like a day-to-day -day kind of a dream, um, as if we were just, you know, just shooting the, shooting the shit or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, it was nothing, uh, it was nothing like that. There was, there wasn't a whole lot of emotion attached to it. It felt good, like if it was nice to see him and stuff like that, but it was never, it was never like that. That was uh, to me. I think he visited me <laughs> on, in that dream. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was that was a, that was very powerful. And 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 every time I talk about that after, I always uh, get choked up, and that doesn't happen to me very often. Yeah, um, I could feel it off yeah. you. It gave me the chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded to yeah. me like he was trying to let you know he, he approved or he's proud of you something it was something yeah. uh yeah definitely uh i, I get the cold chills I get the <laughs> I know. yeah but that was a that was really cool that was such a what a that was a gift honestly that was a such a such a such a gift to have that dream it's a it's a good type of hard nipples though it's not yeah exactly <laughs> it's not that not that creepy chills <laughs> no, it, oh, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a yeah. warm you it's a warming uh there's something more here kind of chills that you know where oh, it's sure. real this is really real kind of experience yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and I, I like your perspective on that too with well on death that that it mm. that it's not a creepy scary experience i mean you come out of your language around it and speaking of it through this dream experience with your father uh is is actually rather beautiful thank you but yeah yeah no it's a um yeah that's a it, it's death is such a it's a, it's a you know it's it's been taught to us to be to fear death death is and that's the biggest thing in life if you can if you can get past your fear of death everything else is easy um because that's all, what that's what holds us back i mean that's what holds everybody back most of the time is the fear of of dying um, um so i mean it's well, don't you yeah, find that, that's that funny though yeah. that actually yeah. that it holds us back you would think the opposite right I, I mean it would it would seem like well we're gonna die so why hold back and yet it, mm. it does have that effect like the opposite effect on people it, it, it it's very mysterious yeah and i think i think 
and you know it comes down to culture too i mean different cultures a lot of cultures celebrate death um i i can't put my finger on a lot right now but like norse the norse culture i mean they they really send off their um their dead with a with a great celebration <laughs> you know like so like anytime you celebrate somebody's death i mean in a culture i mean that's that's a that's a positive thing i mean that's that's what that's the way it should be but i mean i don't want to i hate to uh point fingers but i mean it's it's just the reality of it that you know christianity just makes death seem scary i mean it's it's either you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell and people don't want to go to hell and that's basically why they're scared of death because they most people are know deep inside that they haven't lived a good enough life to to say that they can go to heaven who can yeah if, if you you know who can say that they've lived a good enough life to go to heaven you can't and it's fine you that's know a this big is part of it right well this is one of the things uh, that i've come to and uh, and you know this about me i'm i'm not christian and i, mm. I but i'm not anti-christian either i feel no me too and and I feel that it's the church really that has turned that's made in modern day the idea of Christianity so sour because mm. there's this intermediary between you and the spiritual experience and there doesn't need to be. And and of course, the more I've dived into been diving into the the you know some gnostic christian stuff which i find mm -hmm. absolutely juicy you know the more that that language is there the more that message is actually there yeah 100%. and 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 so it's just been so co-opted by by the religion by the business of religion mm -hmm. right well it, i mean fear is what controls so i mean it's uh, i mean there's there's no doubt in saying that the christianity uh more so the roman catholic church has been trying to control as much as they can for as long as they can i mean like the, the, they've been like what they've done to the pagan religions i mean right right the the per, you know they've persecuted so many different cultures and and just it's you know it's sad just just to see all that and 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 it was all for for control it's been fear it's it's fear-based culture unfortunately and uh it's sad because because it's it holds a lot of people back from from it makes them wear masks fear. in the store and shit yeah <laughs> exactly but look at, look at how the people exactly. over different cultures that encountered catholicism and so see i'm one of these people that i i i don't have i don't have the hang up here so mm -hmm. it it when i look at as an outsider when i look at the catholic church i see a lot of the i see santeria mm -hmm. i see how um africans brought in their stuff into it with uh you know with some of the subculture within the catholic church uh i, I see a, i see all the pagan stuff that, that it's just filled with pagan stuff mm -hmm. and uh 
of course the control grid is there and that's what i'm talking about but because when they came in they had to maintain the message with the local indigenous people they were overcoming essentially trying Mm -hmm. to control (laughs) uh those people got a chance to actually braid in their native beliefs and all these little subsets came in and and so that's all there and so for someone like me that's like a journeyman you know essentially Mm -hmm. i go in i'm like oh wow look the goddess lives here she's here and um the magic of the smoke and the fire and the Mm -hmm. sacred sacrament and uh you know there's meditation here there's meditation through music uh there's so much there that mm. that is i don't like seeing the baby thrown out with the bathwater. No, you know no i agree i agree no there's 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 so much to be taken from every culture um there's 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 you know every every culture's got their their negative side but there's a lot of beauty and a lot of good that could be, could be taken out of every culture every religion and um and you're 100% right. I, I, I'm the same. I, I don't throw, I, I'm not a Christian or a Catholic, but it doesn't mean I don't like the fact that, you know, there are Christians and Catholics and that they shouldn't do uh, believe that. I mean, if, yeah. if that's what they want to do, that's fine for them. 100%. Yeah. Like, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, we are, we're all on a different path and whatever helps you, you know, be, be a good person and to, uh, become spiritual and, and do your thing I mean it's everyone's different so yeah uh, not everybody can walk the path that we're on <laughs> it's, it's a well this is definitely world, right? one of the yeah. things I deeply respect with you and and I wouldn't have known had we not you know developed a rapport and mm. and start talking about these things uh, because you, you just never know where someone is and especially in 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 kind of where you're coming from in your day-to-day it's it's very special to see open minds in the world that that are not throwing out you don't bad mouth all that no and uh i i respect that highly i want to i want to dig deeper into into the idea of dreaming with you Mm. if you will (laughs) sure so with the idea, so when we look at, and this is most Noxmente, this is this is some of our meat here, with the idea of the dream space when we're in it and experiencing the dream space, and especially something that's very uh, emotionally tinged, like the, this wonderful dream with your father, mm-hmm. uh, where it takes on a new where the room's full right where there's more going on uh what separates that experience from something say in your day-to-day life where you're having a deeply emotional experience really what's the difference um in regard what's the difference in how you feel you mean what what makes one thing more real over the other? Mm. 
I think it's, oh, that's a really hard question. Uh, it's, it depends on how real your dreams feel. Um, and the thing about dreams, for me, um, I'm not sure how everybody, you know, you can't live in somebody else's head while they're dreaming. So who knows how we all experience dreams because it could be all different. <laughs> it's like taste, right? And smell. But um, um, dreams, I, I don't know. Like I said, it comes down to consciousness for me. Um, if you're conscious to be able to, and that's a thing. I mean, and who's to say consciousness is even real? So, I mean, if that's what, what makes reality real, being conscious then then a tree is not real how how conscious is a tree i mean they probably do have a, a level of consciousness but so um but but i mean not not as much as we do but i think consciousness makes a lot of that i mean consciousness to make to make decisions uh to have some sort of control over your dream um or where it's going in in regards and and to me a lot of my dreams aren't aren't dreams that i can uh i'm 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 not really a part of the dream it's kind of happening and i'm kind of witnessing it and that's the difference between reality and a dream cuz in this life i can choose in reality, in your day to day, you can actually choose what you want to do, and how you how it plays out. But in dreams, it doesn't work that way. It's kind of kind of shows you what what you know. It's it's a subconscious image of of your emotion, I guess, and your spirit at the time. Uh, uh, it's kind of a snapshot, and you know what what i have learned um did you want to comment on that before i go on yeah <laughs> actually, I, can go on to I, something different. I think that's a very significant point to make and is the consciousness aspect of how one perceives the dream space as opposed to the perception of the reality space mm. and and in your definition of your day-to-day -day reality is where you feel you have more control. Mm -hmm. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but also you're not one, you know, you don't lucid dream. You, you do. I'm positive yeah. you do. You just don't have recall of it. And, and so that's where when one starts getting into the, the lucid dreams, mm. all that starts to overlap. But that's another that's another rabbit hole. So where were you going to springboard from there? Um, oh, I kind of lost my train. What was I going to say? <laughs> so you're talking about the control, uh, and uh, let's see. Well, he was talking about uh, what the dreamscape realm is. Yeah. I, I know where I was. I just can't remember where I was going to go. Okay, that's fine. Let's just, uh, <laughs> it'll come back to me. It'll, it will come back to me in a few minutes. But um, so, okay, so moving forward with this, yeah. 
is your father the only person you've experienced in the dreamscape that has so i don't know much about your personal life so i don't know mm -hmm. how many deaths you've experienced uh, well he his would have been the biggest that um uh, the closest person to have ever passed uh, mm -hmm. that, yeah yeah well it is your father that's like right in that you know that's like immediate family yeah exactly <laughs> it's yeah, a big yeah. deal even people who don't have good relationships with their their parents there are their parental units as people some people like to say it's still a big deal so yeah. what about uh in your dream experience have you experienced entities or things within the dream realm that feel that felt like or appear to you to be ghosts or demons or ets or other you know but they don't what's feel the difference like part, part of what they yeah. don't have to be that's why i'm giving yeah. that's why i'm throwing out all the different symbols but they don't have they're not but the, no. the, the point here is that don't feel like they're part of you or you're unconscious yeah um i like i no i, I feel like there's nothing that stands out besides that like that one when i was a kid that dream about the hands that were talking from underneath the dresser in my bedroom like that felt like it was a different entity you know like but outside of that i don't I, like i haven't really dreamed like the only thing that really like that frightened me would have been like things from movies or things that i've seen that i'm just repurposing in in my my head when you so say sorry yeah no when you say different entity do you mean like uh external consciousness to your own like not part of you or yeah 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 it felt like it was and the way like i said the weird thing was it was like it was like, like, just like you guys, it was like, it was like a person, like, not, not like a person, but like a separate entity from me completely. So like, whatever this thing was speaking to me with the green and red striped hands, it, it, it was, it was not, it just didn't feel like anything that I witnessed before. So it was kind of a new, a new thing, you know, like. Because normally in dreams you dream about things that you've either seen before or like and like that's like the question you ask like have you ever seen have you seen a ghost in a dream or or uh, you know you uh, an alien or anything like that I mean there's nothing that I've I've dreamt about that I can think of that I haven't kind of you know, about things that you you've never ever seen before. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, that was the, that's the only kind of, that's really the only dream that kind of, uh, that I can mention that that happened, that, uh, this, this, uh, this being speaking to me, uh, that, that I, I, I don't even know what, it, it, and the thing of it is this dream is like, it's, I don't even think it was talking to me. I think it was just talking. Like that's the weird that's the weird thing it, it wasn't even speaking to me it was speaking and it wasn't it, i don't think it was english it was just a different 
I don't know what it was saying, but uh, uh, and and to me, when like this dream, I don't know what it means to you guys, <laughs> but to me, like it it doesn't feel like this dream meant anything. It's just something that I <laughs> that I feels to me like it's just something that I dreamt when I was a kid, and I and I I just I don't know. Maybe it has some kind of meaning. I just I've never been able to pick the bones out of that one. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's all right for them to just stand out and be, you know, it's just right. a dream somewhere. And you know that. Mm. But it's interesting when we start putting it into context of conversations like these where we're where we are parsing out, you know, dream symbols. I'm mm. wondering with with everything, so with the world outside us today and this last bit of time where everyone's been kind of on lockdown and all the crazy stuff that's going on in the collective has this affected your dream life at all uh yeah it's been a little more chaotic um so dreams that uh i mean nothing that that's major to really stand out but like dreams that just seem to be all over the place so there's no structure to them and they just seem like nothing really connects like some dreams they flow nicely and they all make sense and there's a story to it but it's like it seems like lately I've been having dreams that that are kind of all over the place and they don't they don't really you know they don't really connect at all so um, uh, one one thing that I remember uh, that I've dreamt of lately is uh, water um, and I've, I've had many dreams of water in the past but of water coming up to my house and actually being around it was almost as if uh, it was a flooding it was flooded but it was because I live right next to the ocean so it was like the tide tide came in the tide was extra high and it came right up to my house and it was I felt safe because, but it was just, it was still up to uh, say like washing up against my house, which would never happen uh, normally. <laughs> so um, as you know, and dreams about water usually means emotions. So did it, uh, what did the water have a quality to it? Was it dark water? Was it like the water yeah. that's out there and that is was, really out there? That was, no, it was pretty, it was just a, um, you know, a natural wild water, uh, yeah. like just a wave. It was nothing, it wasn't nothing crazy, like crazy high about it. Like it wasn't high waves. It wasn't a, like a tsunami. It just, it just felt like the tide was super high and it was like, wow. Uh, uh, yeah. I have a basement in my house, so I didn't even think of like, well, the basement could be flooding or like, I, I, it just felt like, I was like, wow, holy, look how high that water is. Like, <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel overcome by it. I didn't feel like it was a negative thing. It just, it was just something I was observing. What about, and so I know uh, that for y'all up in Canada, you had that mass shooting and I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did any, has any of that, found its way into your unconscious via your dreams has it affected your dream world at all uh not that i can i can tell um i'm pretty for for me i i, I don't i don't fear of a i don't have a lot of fear over things uh my day-to-day 
I think uh, I really let things just happen as they as they will. And I know this event was terrible. Um, and I don't know if this is a something from like a, a coping mechanism from when I was a kid or what, but I I tend to deal with um, uh, negative events really well. Um, it's almost like a switch goes on and I go into a uh, survival, not a survival mode, but like a, a um, like a commando kind of a mentality. Well, the, when when things negative happen uh, in the world or or in my personal life, I I feel like I, uh, I my my um, instinct is to run towards it, not to run away from it. Um, so. Uh, when things happen like that, it does. They don't. It doesn't usually affect me on a on a level that I'm always thinking about it, or you know, things that you know uh, uh, that that it dwells on my mind enough that I would dream about it. And nothing is really. Uh, it hasn't affected me on that level. Uh, as as bad as it is, it is incredibly terrible. And uh, not to say it's not a bad thing. It's just. Um, it seems like I, I reserve reacting to when it's actually physically happening to me or someone that's close enough to me to make an impact on my life. That's mm. when I. That's when I seem to have more of a uh, emotional uh, intense reaction, and that would happen to uh, cause dreams about it. Uh, things like that. Well, you you have a you have a very nice view on the the idea of death and what happens as well. You you don't come from a place of fear with it. And so mm. that I think also informs some of that because that event in the end represents a lot of death, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and you already, you know, you you have a very healthy view of death so even though that's traumatic and those people Mm. did die traumatically uh it's still not yeah there's not a fear factor there exactly exactly yeah yeah that makes sense it's not something that i would you know i'll think about well I i hope that doesn't happen here or you know it's not something that i would it's you know it's although it could happen there's so many things that could happen any day (laughs) and uh and i think i grew up because like i said my parents really worried a lot about everything when i was a kid and uh uh, warning me about so much and i think that might have something to do with why i strived so hard to not worry about things (laughs) and to just kind of let life happen and and to deal with things when they happen do you might be Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Oh, you go ahead. I was going to ask, do you know who Hunter S. Thompson is? Oh, jeez. I know the name. I he, can't. He's a go writer. Ahead. He's a dead writer. Okay. The father of gonzo journalism. But uh, he once said, there's no such thing as paranoia. Your worst fears can come true at any moment. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah, mirror, yeah. mirrors what you were saying. That's why. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas is one of, you know, one oh, yeah. of the 
thing. One of the okay, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, there you go. Summon will yeah. work. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. Uh, were your are your parents immigrants? How long have you been in Can- your your kin? How long have your people been in Canada? Um Oh, for a while, for I'd say a couple of hundred years, nothing crazy, I guess. But like my my parents weren't immigrants directly. Um, um, I'd say probably three hundred years, maybe. But my my uh, father's side came from France, so um, my mother's side came from, I believe, Scotland. Classic or Ireland, yeah. Well, three hundred years is a big deal out, you know, in America because that's you know that's getting back to kind of the founding revolution, here. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's a that's a you know that's a long time here. So, but you know, I wonder. I always wonder how. So you're long time seated, essentially. I mean, you're you're Canadian through and through. Yeah, I have um, I have Aboriginal. Um, blood as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I would expect so. Mm. So I wonder, and I also wonder if that, I'm wondering what connects you. You, you have this, uh, you've called it this paganish side to you that mm. connects you to the, to the natural world and the natural folkish world. And that was kind of one of those things I was wondering, and it, it's been there since you were little, as we've understood here. Mm. Uh, and so I was wondering if it had a lot to do with the indigenous, uh, you know, the, maybe the indigenous blood in you. But then you okay. mentioned the Scottish stuff, and, and I've, got, I've got a whole strain of Scottish in me, and I think a lot of that really it's my favorite strain. I have some mm. Norwegian too, but the Scottish stuff is where I really, really feel such a magical connection oh, to all that. Yes. Such a beautiful culture. Oh, yeah, well, oh, the, the history, culture. you know, all there's so much magic there and, and also rebel, you know, there's a lot of rebel yeah. gene with the Scots. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, all that, heavy every time i get in touch with the littles and the wees and nature mm. i feel like it comes almost right out of that the banes and you know because that's what their last name is okay. so but where do you when you're out in nature when you're pulling in this some of this really great folkloreish stuff that you mm. put on your channel uh does it where does it hail from uh, I, it, it's, I've been researching for a long time of a lot of different things. I mean, it's not something that, it's not something that it's technically like from my roots or things that I've been taught. Um, it seems to me that just by researching different cultures over time, that there's certain ones that just seem to resonate with me, uh, more so than anything else. And, um, um that's that's a couple of the you know the couple of the ones that resonated the most is um as of right now anyway is the norse culture and um and the uh the celts uh the celtic uh, culture 
um so if the you know the the fairy folk and the, the good folk and and all those good uh, it's just it just makes to me in my mind it makes so much sense i mean it just it just it connects so many of the dots um in other other religions and cultures like uh, like why because like there's fairy folk can be very uh very bad you know like if <laughs> and uh oh, like, yes yeah oh, right yes. they can <laughs> and <laughs> and it makes sense to to why you know that would be considered a, a demon or a negative or an evil spirit from one culture right so and to me when i think when i think about these these um you know el elemental spirits or um uh these fairies or or we folk i mean they it's it's an it's a nature it's it's all down to nature right so it's it's the spirit side of nature that we can't see and it's very much like animal so like the you wonder people always always wonder like like oh i felt like i was being attacked by by an evil entity or something like that and and you know at the end of the day i mean any any kind of um anything you read on on demons or uh negative entities or anything like that i mean they act very territorial just like an animal and they they can't not all of them because there's some good you know just calm uh spirits uh not to offend any of the spirits that are listening tonight <laughs> but uh, um uh, but the the ones that are like you know known to be evil feel very animal animalistic and uh the story like the way people explain them are are it's like like as if you were being attacked by a wolf or or any kind of creature that that you wandered into their territory and and you cornered them right and uh i really get that vibe from um uh from a lot of the stories that people tell immigrants to ghosts and evil spirits and things like that like that's that's how i kind of see it it's like it feels to me like it's more of a it's an elemental um spirit that you probably pissed off somehow because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time and um i mean there's the thing of it is, is like people build houses we you you might build houses in a city or a town but i mean these these places were once you know obviously open areas of of farmland or or beautiful you know forest and and who knows what was where were there before that that you know you're taking their their territory so yes so there's and and the energies of the of the world and and uh you know the ley lines and and all these different things there's a lot of different angles to it that you can look at but uh that could cause uh, uh spirit activity and, and different things like that but uh, i mean i just i don't know i just get a feeling of uh, uh you know to, to be to, to give every everything its respect everything deserves respect um and and, and deserves to be understood in yeah. my opinion um, spirit of place is a very big deal that so many people overlook mm. yeah definitely um and and 
I haven't, I haven't really witnessed firsthand a lot of, 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 uh, of big energy. Um, I haven't done a lot of world travel, but I really, really want to, uh, to go to certain places like uh, Egypt has always fascinated me, but, but to go to, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, of places in, uh, in Ireland and Scotland that, Oh yeah. That have the standing stones and uh, you know, all these places that really people say that they when they go to these places they you can feel it in the air and there's and you can feel the the energy, right? Like and that that is something. I mean, if you can feel something and and you know, it's not it's not all in your head. It's 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 actual, it's an energy that's there. And that that's real. You know, it's so it's like these these places are very real and and they exist and and we don't understand them i mean there's very little known about this uh it's probably more known about it that that we're being told i'm i'm, I'm i'd say yes that the, the government the government has some kind of an idea mm-hmm. of of these areas and what they can do uh in regards to energies and different things like cuz i mean there's a lot more out there that we're that we're we're you know told about so that um that's just speculation but but i mean like, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas that that has a, have have a lot of power um i me personally like i said i haven't really witnessed it and i've i've seen like just it's smaller things but not, not big areas that that you can feel in a whole area like really over overtake you with energy but I've, I've, it's, it's more of a, more of an individual thing. And, uh, with me, uh, you know, uh, it's just small, small steps and, uh, small, small things that just, just taking the time to take notice of, of, uh, of little things that that's happening around you. I think that's, that's a, that's a big thing. It, the subtle and there's a reason why the old language around this used to be called you know used to be the subtle world around you mm. and uh and i grew up hearing that from okay. even though you know i come from i've got the scottish line the baines uh mm-hmm. which was my mother's maiden name uh, i was raised by irish people in an irish household uh, and mm-hmm they always spoke in terms of like the subtle like my grandma macaulay always spoke in terms of the subtle world but she did it in her in her way you know Mm -hmm. and i think it wasn't it was no vert it wasn't you know i mean she'd be deeply deeply offended if i think you ascribed anything magical to her uh I I think I don't know she was such a strange woman uh, <laughs> but the subtle energies and the subtle world around us the subtleties we experience yes. in nature these are a big deal this is yep. a big deal and to get in touch with that is is very special and that can unfold and develop yeah and yeah. It, it it leads to a question that we had for you um what what inspired the name black stag uh well it's well white stag the white stag is well known as a the stag is is a 
the symbol of spirituality. Um, it's it's masculinity, but it's also femininity at the same time. It's it's the stag is a to me is a perfect mix of both. And it's 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 an um, so as for black, um, for me personally, I just I chose black because it's more like the black sheep kind of an idea. So it's it's a um, you know it's it's standing apart from everyone else, um, but still having that you know that symbolism of um, of of both both worlds, the spirit world and the physical world, uh, but the masculine and the and the feminine world, which I think the is a big part of who I am uh, because of creativity. Um, I mean, that's it, it's just there's there's just so many sides to the balance of that, right? Um, if you look at my page, I mean, it's a black stag on a white background, uh, so it's you know black and white. It's just the duality of life, and um, there's just a, there's there's so many different sides to that symbolism. But the stag, um, you know, it's just a it's a well known uh, symbol of um, uh, spirituality, and it's the king. It was really the king of the of the forest um, to to the Aboriginal tribes and. Uh, uh, yeah so it's um it's a it's a you know there's there's a few layers of symbology there in the black stag yeah uh, but that's it just resonated it. yeah, it, res yeah. It, it resonated with me so that's uh, what i decided to go with yeah i think that was the uh it was a question that came through from jerry i guess through the chat and so i perfectly no, it was my question Okay. okay. Yeah, I perfectly understand the symbolism it makes complete sense to me. And the stag's a big deal in, in, you know, it's a form of the God. And mm. it's the, uh, the masculine principle in nature. And it, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's there. And I like the idea of the duality. There's the white stag, the black stag, they have their seasons. Yep. and uh yeah it's it's good it's very it's juicy and uh also mysterious and beautiful <laughs> well thank you and you know what i i kind of i kind of um only after i chose the name i i was looking into different things too uh and i looked and and, and there's a thing i didn't realize it but there's a thing called a um, dark horse have you ever heard of the, the term dark horse in regards to uh, somebody who uh, comes up at the last minute mm -hmm. to to uh, to the, be the, the the front runner. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I never, and I didn't really, uh, and I didn't really, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant until uh, until uh, after. And so it kind of kind of has that dark horse kind of a feel too. But um, uh, what I did look into, uh, what was I looking into because of that was the astrology, because um, the, I believe it's Sun Square Saturn. No, mm -hmm. no, it's not Sun Square Saturn. There's a certain, there's a square that just happened to Saturn 
that hadn't happened in Aquarius since 1991. And um, at that same time, it was in October of 1991. And um, as that happened, the perfect storm happened. The perfect, you know, remember that's that movie, The Perfect Storm? Yes. Uh, the perfect storm and also Bill Clinton um, decided to run for the presidency and he was the black he was the dark horse at the time and that was the last time that happened in Aquarius was 1991 so I was I was this kind of has to that that's what I was looking into because I was this comes back to the uh, astrology is another thing that I look into a lot and it has a <laughs> effect on uh, it's a lot of symbolism and astrology that um, it's very deep and very precise and and it works on cycles. And because of what's going on right now, it's kind of of a perfect storm of what's happening now in regards to the financial the with the uh, COVID-19. And it's just it's a it's a perfect storm of events that's happening. And 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 um, there's a dark or a, what the dark horse is. Um, is yet to be revealed, but they're they're saying that somebody could run against uh, Donald Trump uh, for the that still that that hasn't been announced yet. That they're that Joe Biden is kind of a you know they're kind of holding the the ground so they can until they reveal this person. But it's getting kind of late now, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But there may be a dark horse yet that's yet to be revealed. Yeah, well, we will <laughs> learn that at the convention. Yes, and, and we'll see how that plays out. And that's a nice place to uh, see if there are any questions from the chat here and move into wrapping the show. I believe they've all been been answered. I think I, I was trying to figure out what's the, what that square was. I think it's square Pluto, Saturn square Pluto. Oh, okay. There you go. Sorry about that. I hadn't looked it up like recently. It was probably uh, like a week and a half ago, so I just forgot what the uh, no I, aspect uh, aspect was there. I had no but, idea yeah. what it was. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I think we yeah. answered all the questions in chat. So it's been really awesome talking to you. Do you have anything you want to talk about, like your own website or anything you want to plug? Or uh, I'm uh, right now. I mean, I'm uh, I'm still doing the singer songwriter thing, and I'm not ready for those two worlds to collide with my black stag don't don't cross the streams dude don't cross <laughs> those streams totally, totally understand <laughs> so um, you know I'm, I'm on youtube and uh I'm, i i kind of put out a little insights a little videos here and there um so you can just check me out on black stag shaman on youtube and on my instagram i also post uh, a bunch of cool uh you know pegging stuff and nature yes. and spiritual and different insights that I that come up every now and then so you can check me out on there too I enjoy I've enjoyed seeing this side of you of course I know I know who you are um, <laughs> and I'm quite honored we are quite honored to have you here and have yes. had such a candid oh, conversation you. this has been very very enjoyable yeah. and I, I do thank you for yes for thank you thank you for having me honestly like, this is a this is a you know milestone for me i haven't haven't done anything like this before um i've done you know many different forms of media and this is the first time i've ever done something along this line along this line and it's a huge part of who i am um this is like it's it's really almost all of who i am <laughs> yes you know so and i i very rarely get to talk about things like this and 
um, it, it feels really good and I really enjoy it. And, and anytime you have uh, any topics that you want to have me on, I'd love to come back and talk about different things. I've, I have a wealth of knowledge in my brain that, you know, things I've been researching for a long time. So uh, experience. And so uh, if you ever need me, I'll come back. You want me? <laughs> Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And thanks everyone for listening. Next week we have an obelisk with uh, the Brothers of the Serpent podcast hosts. That should be interesting. I'm not familiar with that podcast, Jared. I'll tell you about it's it after the show. I'll binge it. <laughs> it's a new one for me. It's a couple of guys. I think they're in Kentucky, Tennessee, up there. Maybe Indiana. I don't know. Maybe Michigan. Okay. They're They're north of me. I know that. <laughs> but right. they have a podcast and they're on Grimerica a lot or they've been on Grimerica and they've, they've made a name for themselves so they're conspiracy Excellent. guys and we're going to talk about conspiracy okay well that'll be fun it'll be a blast so thanks everyone for listening we will see you next week and be sure yes, to check thank out thank you everyone out there the Black, go, go ahead and subscribe to the Black Stag Shaman's YouTube channel links are all in the description in the show notes, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.